everybody, and welcome back to a special episode of the Watching the Boxes podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com today, live on Twitch. This is the recording from that live show on Twitch, but if you wanted to sh- watch Tyler and myself break down the NBA draft and the rookies and how to prepare for your dynasty leagues, how to prepare for your rookie drafts, and how to prepare for your redraft leagues with this rookie class, you can check that out on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, or you can like just keep listening and it'll be on here, uh, here right now. What's going on? We got a couple of people already in here. Shout out to you. What's up? How's it going? It's one of the greatest days of the year. It's the the day that every team thinks that they are uh, they are in in the running for possibly winning the league, which they are <laughs> definitely not going to do. That's not going to happen. Um, Sacramento Kings, you are not going to win a championship this year or next year or probably any year. I hate to break it to you. I think. Uh, the Bibby Stoyakovich Vladivac Chris Weber years. That was it. That was your only chance. And uh, it's not going to get any better whatsoever. Sorry. Uh, but here we are. We're live. We're on Twitch. Um, we are slowly getting updates from NBA.com. Uh, and of course, as always, I am joined by my co host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, are you enjoying this draft night that was, well, surprising Yeah, in maybe more ways than one, right? Like, uh, Woj promised a lot of trades, and I don't know, we've seen a few, but they've mostly just been like, I'll trade you this pick for that pick. I mean, like, we kept hearing the John Collins and all that, and I mean, we did get the Jeremy Grant trade yesterday, but really didn't get any any big names traded. I mean, I guess Kemba Walker was an all-star, but I mean, he's not really at that level at this point, so... Yet, I don't think I a lot of was... people are going to be taking chances on Kimball Walker next year after his Well, someone will sign him for the minimum if he wants to play, right? I mean, it's a free shot because he's already going to be getting paid from that buyout, so... Yeah, that's you know true. What I mean, like... Um, yeah, um, there, there was a... the Jeremy Grant trade. I think that is at least somewhat fantasy significant, right? Um, Jeremy Grant kind of, you know, often... Pretty... Pretty often on injured this year, right? If uh, if I recall correctly, it's already been, I'm already like in full off season mode where I forgot everything that happened last year. You uh, don't even know if Jeremy Grant's a player. Who is he? You, I have a cousin named uh, Jeremy, and I have a cousin named Grant. You have a cousin named Jeremy that spells it like him because I, um, I have a cousin named Jeremy too, but completely different spelling, so it can't be the same guy. No, they're uh, they're aggressively <laughs> white. Those cousins of mine. Um... So yeah, no, they uh, yes, Jeremy Grant, forty-seven games this year. I thought he, was, I was pretty sure he was injured, off and on throughout the year because I was expecting him to come back. He never kind of came back. He never made a dent in the second half of the of the season. Now he's flying over to Portland, where I would think his role is probably a little less usage uh, than it was in Detroit. Ah. I don't know. I mean, they just had Lillard and McCollum, right? So, yeah, better I mean, fit, Grant though. Scored... Yeah, that's what I mean. Can Grant, Grant score 20 points a game in Portland? I mean, they're going to play kind of a high-powered offense, right? You would think. So um, I wouldn't rule it out. There's rumored to be trying to bring back Nurkic in free agency. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, they picked the the mystery man of the draft tonight, right? Um, 
So, I actually like it. I think Grant's going to be good. I think Grant might even get some more rebounds. Portland can handle yeah. the ball a little bit. So, I think their assists are going to stay. Steal block, 20 points a game. And he's going to be good for fantasy. Well, if you recall, uh-oh, hashtag basketball. you got to work on your links. If you recall, um, Jeremy Grant, out of control two seasons ago. Like, absolutely, you know, incredibly good season. Rare to see, like, a guy of of that, like, age and caliber. And I actually, like, you know, he kind of proved me wrong because I was kind of like, oh, man, Jeremy Grant going to Detroit, he's not going to, like, he's not going to hold his own. Like, he's not going to be, like, a guy you build around. And obviously, that part, right, that part we were right on, uh, you, you're not going to build on Jeremy Grant. They just traded him to, to, to freaking Portland, for God's sakes. But um, he his rebounds were up to almost five. He had about three assists. He was getting a block a game, still shooting you know around 42%, which is pretty bad. But uh, he was scoring about 22 points a game in that season, two seasons ago with Detroit. And he was kind of working his way back into that type of a player over the last few months. Um... Uh, but like obviously he was there was a lot of injuries right um and so there's i i would throw this season out as kind of like a factor he is 28 so like eh you know he's in his prime uh i'm not terribly worried about uh jeremy grant or thinking about jeremy grant too awful hard uh come next season but you know draftable for sure oh yeah for sure and i think you know he might be a guy who you know, it, it'll depend on where he's going for me, right? Like, I might actually want him if he's getting picked a little bit too low. I mean, that's true. Per game value is the 60th best player this year. I was going to say, if he's dropped, like, and that's higher than I actually thought he would be. Because uh, if he starts dropping in that 80 90 range, which I think is, I wouldn't say likely, but um, a, in the realm of, of, of reasonable possibility. Um, then I, I would actually, that's the start. Like I would, I'm going to be interested in him. And I think, you know, guys who are injured are always overlooked the, the next season, um, as whoever had drafted them or traded for them or picked them up were burnt by that guy. And everybody else was like, yeah, that guy sucked last year. Um, I don't remember why, but he sucked. So like, that's usually how a guy like Jeremy Grant is perceived in the, in the, in the season after his injury. So I mean, and I could see him going outside the top seventy-five, outside the top hundred, maybe even like in some sites. If if he just gets put in a bad spot, like I'd definitely be interested in that. Yeah, but people are not here. Well, I mean, maybe they're here to talk about Jeremy Grant. Uh, they're here for the NBA draft. Tyler, this is like this is this episode is the Tyler episode. This is uh, Tyler goes. I get he, I get one per year. That's get, it. All the rest of the episodes are mine. But uh, this is the Tyler episode um tyler does extensive research on all the rookies he watches college basketball games which uh right away props to you tyler i I don't know if i could stomach anything outside of march madness uh i'm watching guys uh you know miss wide open 16 footers and uh get switched off onto a big and not you know not pass the ball to the to the mismatch and just just poor decisioning and guys like playing completely out of position there's so many guys like every draft including this draft who come into the league and they're like yeah you're not gonna do what you were doing in college that was stupid like you're uh you're a, a three and d guy or you're you're not a point guard actually sorry 
Uh, or suddenly well, you are so a point guard. Teams also just like play a very rigid system that like doesn't conform to the personnel they have. It's just like this is the offense we run, and that's not the best use of some players too. No, uh, n- not at all. Um, and actually, like we were saying a little bit earlier, Woj with a Woj bomb this morning, um, falsely predicting the top three picks. And sending the um, the odds on the draft into a crazy spiral. Uh, I don't know. Something doesn't smell right uh, with that Woj bomb this morning. Something something doesn't sit with me. I'm not saying that Woj is like manipulating the markets for fame, fortune, and profit, but uh, I wish he would have told me. And you got to join the Basketball Illuminati podcast, Mike. I know when um, I don't know when I'm gonna get my invite. That'd be nice. Well, you should just start. You should start tweeting at him. Tell him you got all the scoops and dupes. And we could. I mean, we could have made a hefty fortune with the. Uh, I think Jabari Smith was like negative. I think I saw this morning like negative six thousand to go, uh, first pick, and like plus a couple thousand to go third. There you go. Could have made some. Could have made some money. Could have made some um, yeah, dollars. The from what I, everything I've heard, and obviously this happened, right? Like uh, Chet Holmgren was going to go number two, pretty much no matter what. So if he wasn't going first, he was going third. For the other two guys, like yeah, very. Strange. They weren't going first. They were going third. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma City. A lot of picks in this draft. Uh, a lot of picks in the next draft. A lot of picks in the draft. Took, that. took three in the top twelve, and they have fourteen. Between now and the next over the next five years, I think it is. They have 14 first-round picks over the next five years still. In the next five years, they will be able to uh, roster two basketball teams. Um, that doesn't seem healthy or good or good for the value of those picks. Oh, and here's the crazier part. Like, they had 24. They, have, they still do. They have 24 million, and that's why they made that trade um, with the Nuggets. Maybe you saw it, right? Yeah, what was the, what was the uh, official... But this was of... a this was a while back. It was the Jermichael Green one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pulled in Jermichael Green. I think they, actually didn't he get traded recently? He got picked up by the Thunder. Yes, that's right. Uh, he got traded to the Thunder, and it was a salary dump. And they still have like twenty four million in salary that they they didn't spend enough this year, and it actually goes away because Shea Gilgeous Alexander's uh, max extension kicks in here in a couple days. Um, they you know just keep bringing in all these young players, and at some point you got to trade someone. Um, Honestly, like if I'm picking in a Keep Forever Dynasty League, of all the people in this draft, I'd pick Chet Holmgren number one. Really? Okay. I, um, I know a lot's made of, oh, he's too skinny and, and all this. Like, you can shoot, you can pass, dude blocks a lot of shots. What more do you want? Yeah, the blocking like, is pretty crazy. He's obviously going to get a ton of rebounds. He's a huge individual. He is, you know, not... He's not like a rock solid, like super athletic human being, but like all the skills are there, right? Like he shoots threes. His uh, free throw percentage is very decent, and I I care about that as a roto player. Um, he and... also just like can play basketball. Like he's just got a good yeah. feel for the game. Like he's not really like an unpolished player, and so you feel good about. I'll say this, right? I, maybe this is something we can talk about. Like, 
is there a super superstar in this class? I'm not sure. Oof. And yeah. I would maybe I would maybe lean no. Like Jabari Smith, the guy everyone thought was going to go number one. I think he's a a very good role player in the NBA. Like a guy that can score 16, 17, 18 points, get you some rebounds, play some good defense. But like, I don't know that he's like a superstar. Pablo Benchero, I'm not sure he's a superstar. Like, I'm not yeah. sure even Chad Holmgren's a superstar. If I was like, going to go with somebody, I would go with Banchero. Like, I'd go with Pablo Banchero, and I was because like I just think when you one of the few guys uh, I'll admit I did watch play actually uh, in college seems to have whatever that kind of um, whatever that vibe is, whatever that it factor is, uh, the way he like. I like the way he plays. I liked what I watch. And, like, this goes back to, um, you know, unquantifiable stuff. Uh, you know when you see it. I know that's, like, an old-school way of thinking about things, and there's plenty of metrics out there that will, you know, say a lot of different things and probably be more right than, than, than a vibe, right? But watching him play basketball, I'm like, yeah, that guy's ready for the NBA. Yeah, that guy can play. Uh, that, that guy can play in the NBA right now. Like, that guy want, like has the skill set. He's already got the footwork. Like, he's already there. So he's, what, 19? He's only just going to get insanely better. To me, that's one of the... If I had to put money on it, I'd put my money on that guy. And I'd also probably pick him first overall. Uh, maybe not in a dynasty draft, because I would actually trust you over my opinion in a dynasty draft. But in uh, the first rookie off my board for next year's draft is Banchero. Even if he was going third, it was going to be him. And, and I'm okay with that because, like, the Thunder, and we just mentioned it, right? Like, the log jam is real. Who do they play? I don't know. Yeah, is, really that, know. is that I still gonna is that still gonna apply to Chet Holgram? Are they really gonna be like, oh, we just drafted this, uh, you know, stellar rookie? Should we just keep playing everybody 24 minutes and just rotate him in and out? Well, I mean. Chet Holmgren probably needs some time to develop. Like, he is undersized, and so I think maybe that'll be the case for doing it. So At least some. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know what the Thunder are doing. I wish I did. Maybe we can get Sam Presti on the line. Um, um, my, worry in, my worry in fantasy for Banchero is, like, I'm not sure the defensive stat translates super well. Didn't block – he blocked under a shot a game at Duke. Yep. He did get a steal, which is nice, but is he going to get a steal per game in the NBA? I'm not sure about that. Um, so I feel like he's going to be really skilled offensively, defensively. I'm not sure what those numbers are going to look like. Um, I'm with you though, that I feel like, you know, he was the number one pick. The magic are going to play him mm-hmm. and definitely you got to feel him. good about like, you got to feel good about him as maybe the first pick in like this, just for next year's, you know, one year draft. But the problem is like, where are you picking him? Because like he's going to go in the top seventy-five, and I don't want him in the top seventy-five. Oh, this this goes back to the age-old question, right? Um, when you, whenever someone goes first overall, and that's actually kind of why I was excited to see, like, to hear he's probably going to go to Houston, probably going to go third overall. Uh, I like his fit in Houston way better than I like his fit in in Orlando. But either way, he's still my first rookie off the board in the Mike only draft in a real draft where you're uh, drafting with people who go and look, this guy's the first rookie off the, the board. He's the number one draft pick shit. Top set. This guy's the top 70 guy. Pick him up prospects. Uh, I love the unknown instead of the, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan who will 
be good every single year for the rest of his career. Um, I have a feeling I'm not going to own much Paulo Banchero at, at all. I think I don't even know if he. I don't know if he's a top 100 player. I don't know if I anybody in this draft's a top 100 player. I'm I'm with you. I don't know that I've known anyone in this draft. Um, there's maybe one guy that I would go for, um, or maybe two guys. We'll see. Well, it's usually uh, bigs, right? When you think about rookies who kind of do really well. Um, well, right out the I mean, back, I'll tell you big. right now, the guys, the guys I'd be a little bit more interested in in a in a one year draft, if you really want to know, it's uh, Jaden. Jaden, uh, losing my mind already. Jaden right. Ivy. Jaden Ivy. I feel like Detroit brought him in. They need a point guard. Jaden yep. Ivy is super athletic, good shooter, ball handler, can get to the rim, and score well inside. I feel like. That's the kind of guy that I could see just putting up a lot of raw stats on bad percentages. He's a good-looking guy, too. Look at this guy. And Handsome. the other guy is the guy that went right after him. I want to hear you say his name before I do. No, oh, let me go look at my draft board. Who went right after him? Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, close. Um, I feel like he's just an Mathurin. NBA ready. I don't think I could say that. Benedict Mathurin? Yeah, I just feel like he's an NBA-ready 3-and-D wing. So he's not a superstar, but, like, in a draft for next year, like, I feel pretty good about him, like, being able to play rotation minutes and, like, scoring you 12 points a game and hitting a good amount of threes and hitting a steal and a half or a steal a game, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't love his wingspan. 6'9 wingspan, uh, it's kind of are, are you a, Are you a wingspan guy, Mike? Absolutely. Wingspan keeps you on the floor. Because wingspan makes up for... If you are good at defense and you have a uh, nice long wingspan, you're better at defense. It's kind of like where statistically a guy who just happens to be 6'10 is just going to be better uh, defensively because he's bigger. He can block more shots. He can protect the rim better than a 6'8 guy or a 6'4 guy. So like simply having a big, huge wingspan... Makes you incrementally, incrementally, there it is, better at playing defense, which keeps gives you a slight edge in staying on the floor, which is the most important stat when it comes to fantasy basketball. Minutes. Mm, okay, I, I, I guess. I mean, minutes are definitely the most important. I'll give you that. Yeah. Of um. Course. And this. And so the, but you're saying Jay Navy, uh, gonna get a lot of minutes. Benedict Mathurin? Eh. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like um, he... I guess what I should say is he's pretty NBA-ready and, like, he's going to be a good role player, I think, for a long time. He may not be... He's never going to be a star, and that's fine. The Knicks got three picks for that number 11 pick from the Thunder. They got Detroit's pick next year, Washington's pick next year, and Denver's pick next year. I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that because Detroit's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, what, Denver? Yeah, Denver's going to be good. Although Detroit's pick is 1-18 to 18 protected. So they're probably not even getting that. Okay, year. never mind. That's not a good... Washington's uh, th- that's pick a is 1-14 to 14 protected. No, never mind. So, uh, it's Knicks. not sounding as good. Once Jake again... Fisher literally re- Jake Fisher literally reported the protections 30 seconds ago. I saw Shams tweet the, the actual picks. And I was like, that's not that bad. People just fleecing the Knicks... Once again, uh, all over the place, just fleecing the shit out of the Knicks. And I would actually say, so, like, if there is 
a guy that I'm keeping an eye on, and maybe maybe we're jumping ahead a little too soon, because if we were so if we're doing a uh, let's let's just go through the the old faithful favorites, right? Redraft league. Paulo Banchero, Jaden Ivy. Anybody else? Jabari Smith. Redraft standard uh, league. Barry Smith is going to play in Houston. I'm, yeah, he's going to get the Yeah, he's going, to, he's going to be a standard league guy. Can shoot, can score a little bit, plays good defense, going to get a steal or so a game, maybe steal and a half. Yeah, Barry Smith's a standard league guy, but again, he's going to go too high for me in a redraft league. Any Everybody else, I mean... Keegan Murray? Eh. I don't. Mm, eh. I'm, not, I'm not thrilled by Keegan Murray for sure. He's a good sure. scorer. Uh, I think Daniels is the guy I like, but I think he's kind of buried in New Orleans. Yeah, and then obviously Oklahoma City. We just don't know. Chet Holger might be good, but he might take a while. He might be scattered amongst the two hundred uh, rookies that they have on the team. Not sure. Not really, honestly, I just feel not like sure a lot, what's going to happen. There. So, and, and maybe this shouldn't be surprising, right? Because I feel like a lot of the guys I liked in the draft went to teams that are good already and have some good young talent to play in front of them, and so. Maybe that shouldn't surprise me, right? Because, like, those seems to be the teams that know how to pick, like Memphis. and, um, But, yeah, like, I don't feel great about anyone else's situation. Like, in a redraft league, like, no. sure, with my last pick, I might take a flyer on someone like Chet Holmgren or pick your favorite – insert your favorite rookie's name here because, yeah. like, mean, you're probably going to drop that person Ke- anyways. Maybe Keegan Murray. This king yeah, I mean, weird. even – even a guy like Shaden Sharp, like that dude's a total unknown. I mean, I I literally have seen that guy. I've seen high school highlights of that guy. He didn't play at all at Kentucky. I don't know what he's going to be. I'll be the first one to admit he's the one person in this draft. I feel like I have no clue what he's going to be. Yeah, maybe take a maybe take a swing at that guy because who knows? He's going to be way off the way off the radar. Everybody probably going with the last pick of the draft. Um, Portland seemed to really like him going at number seven. So. This is a very weak class, though we've said that before in the past, and we've ended up with some pretty good NBA players. Yeah, I mean, it took so them a while. This class, though, I feel like doesn't really have a lot of star talent. I feel like there's quite a few guys that are going to be role players in the league, and like, but how much do you want a role player for fantasy? Like, sure, it's great if you can get him at a, a relatively low cost, but like. A rookie is, and rookies always get hyped up. So if you're paying real price for this person, like in a standard league, that's probably not good. It's not good value, or no. in a one-year league. Our old friend Alex uh, Raclean would be very happy to hear us say, "Do not pay for rookies. It's rarely beneficial, though it has been more beneficial lately um, than in the past. But like, the reason it's been beneficial is because we've had some insanely." high talented players come through into the nba uh and chances are next year's draft the year after that we're still going to see some insanely high powered very good players but there is no cade cunningham in this draft there not that i see anyway no there's not there's not like there's no one that i'm there's no super there's no carthony towns in this draft that's for sure no 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 not at all and like Here's the other thing. So if you're folding your startup dynasty league and you're folding this class into it, like, don't be picking any of these guys in the first, like, three or four rounds if you're me. I'm not picking any of them. 
No. Because, like, like I said to you at the beginning, like, I'm not sure anyone here is a star. Like, the bet, like, now someone will probably emerge, and, like, maybe it is Jaden Sharp, right? Because I don't know a lot about him. You know, Jaden Ivey's the guy that could be a star, I think. You know, the top, all the, all three of the top three maybe guys. Maybe Jeremy Sochin on the Spurs. Maybe the Spurs, uh, as always, know what they're doing. I don't know, man. The Spurs are, like, wing central right now. So, are you going to bet on him beating out the, the rest of the many wings? Nope. Not really. You know maybe, it's, mean? Uh, maybe it's Jalen so, Duran who ended up getting drafted by the Hornets, traded to the Knicks, and then traded to Detroit in, like, yeah, right? three and, minutes. We had no idea where he was because Shams and, and Woj were reporting different things and everybody's fucking losing their shit. Yeah, it's wild. It's a wild. It was a wild day so far, you know, and there's still more to come. Um, yeah. AJ Griffin is a guy I really like, too. 18 years old still, played for Duke. Um, he's a dude that I think, like, he's battled a lot of injuries, but he's a okay. dude I think that could be, like, really good. He he could be one of the best players in this class. Yeah, it's, I think it's really a crapshoot. But, like, you know, best player in this class, playing on the Hawks. The Hawks are in a weird space right now in, in between trying to uh, well, we heard and trying they to were for sure for sure trading John Collins was my favorite last night was they were yeah. for sure trading him and Co- Collins I was going to get traded Gobert was coming to the Bulls uh, KD might go somewhere the rumors are fucking wild every time the rumors are wild nothing happens every time it's quiet shit gets weird so if it starts quieting down in the next week or two I think it's just. I do think this shit's gonna get weird this year because trades are the only way a lot of these teams can make a roster. Problem is, yeah, pro- I well, think everyone, I, no one's got good leverage right now. So like everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, hey, hey I, I need everything for my player. Oh, you need everything for your player? Cool, call me later. Right, not gonna happen. But people like um, Gobert wants out. Collins does uh, seem like he's he's on his way out. When this well, is going to happen I mean, and why? I'm sure know. you heard the Brooklyn stuff today. That that might be the wildest yet. Literally, yes. two superstars could get traded right there. Because I think if 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 Kyrie goes, I mean, how long is KD on, on that team? Probably not very much longer, unless they can bring somebody in. But who the hell are they going to bring in? James Harden. That'd be funny. I mean, they're not going to bring in anybody. There's no, there's no way they're going to get anyone back for him, and they don't have any picks. They traded all their picks, so. Yeah, and that could get ugly really quick. They traded all their picks. They got Kyrie and KD, and now those guys are leaving, and they got no picks. Right. That's going to be really bad for these 17 Nets fans that are out there. I don't know how many Nets. I mean, there's definitely more Nets fans than, like, let's say, probably Orlando fans. I don't know. They got the number one pick now. Well, they got the number yeah, jumping on that bandwagon. Jump over. Get on. Get on to Orlando. Um, all right. You gotta walk me off. Walk me. Walk me back from the cliff. Dale and Terry, the Chicago Bulls. Seems like I like him. He's a good defensive guy. He's guy. Uh, he's a wingspan guy. I like wingspan guys. I trust in this front office. Um, to me, that smells like somebody. You know, that smells like. Either they're moving Kobe, which they want to, or they're moving, uh, sadly, um, Alex Caruso to try to swing big for like a Rudy Gobert. So either this guy's going to play 
in 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 the space that Alex Crusoe disappears, which I think would be a tragedy. Alex Crusoe's too good. Alex Crusoe is good, and, and he's not going to play over him. Like, this is a guy who needs some time to develop, but I, I do like him. I think he's good. Um, I think he's a guy who has, you know, some upside to keep getting better. Um, his defense is good. That's that's number one thing, right? He could be a Caruso type in a couple years. Yeah, um, he feels like an I.O. Like, I would assume yeah, he kind of does the same thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, right? Like, he's just, he's a 3 and D type wing guy. He's going to hustle. He's going to be a pest. He's going to be pesky. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll I... will give you that. Ayoda is a good comp. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, Ayoda Sumo and him on the court at the same time actually kind of uh, sounds fun. As like a two, two-way two perimeter defensive stoppers who can rotate in and out, play with... I mean, uh, God willing, Lonzo Ball is fine. Uh, Lonzo Ball, great perimeter defender Zach not so much DeMar DeRozan not so much so kind of rotating this guy in with Io with um Zach and, and DeMar and having this kind of like four-man uh rotation where there's at least a good defender out on the floor and a good score out on the floor at all at, at all times right that would be nice I see the I, I see the idea in my head what I just don't understand is I mean, you know, AJ Griffin went two picks before that. That would have been really nice. Um, Jalen Duran would have been nice as a backup center. We never had a backup center all all year long, right? That also would have been really nice. It's just, and, and I know it's the 18th pick. I'm not terribly excited about it. It's hard to get excited about it. He doesn't seem like a prospect. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, like he's a. His ceiling is lower than a lot of players, I would say. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be, like, any kind of star. Is he even going to be a starter? Like, he could be a starter just because he's 3 and D wing. And 3 and D wings are valuable, though. Like, you got to give him that. True. Right? Like, I mean, think about how, like, much better the Mavericks were this year just by adding Reggie Bullock. True. He could just be a nice, uh, a nice piece that fits. I don't know. And with the 18th pick, isn't that good? That's a win. That's right? true. If you can get a 3 and D wing that can play 25 or 30 minutes a game in a playoff series, that's a win. Hell with it. a huge win. 18th pick if you can get a guy who's getting a second contract, that's usually a win. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I like him. I think he's good. Right. Um, I wouldn't be mad about that pick at all. all right, Does he have you. the upside? No, I don't think he has crazy upside. But again, with the 18th pick, when you're trying to be a playoff team, do you want crazy upside? No, because that means you can't play that guy at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's gonna sit on the bench and not improve, right? Especially as a playoff team. Right. Um, all right, so we have kind of our consensus, right? Uh, the guys that you know, Paulo, Jabari, um, Jane Nivey, they seem like the guys who could potentially go in the draft next year. Um, that as long as you're paying a very low price for them. That's a pretty good, like, those guys seem to be our kind of picks. Uh, they're going to get a lot of minutes, which is, like we said, the most important um, the most important factor. Shaden Sharp as an unknown, possibly a, a nice little last pick if you wanted to take a swing on any of these other guys. Chances are the, their minutes are not going to be terribly great. Anybody outside of, the, you know, the top seven. 
Dynasty wise, though, your your number one pick was Chet Holger. Period. Yep. Who's your number two pick then? If you're doing a rookie draft. Best rookies is this keep forever? Was that what we're assuming? Yeah, let's do keep forever. Um, I would go with I would go with Banchero. Okay. Very good. Go Gabe Nivey. All right. And and then I would go Jabari Smith. I. Um, Jabari Smith feels like a role player to me, like a good role player. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, the ring, the ringers three comps. I got the ringer up right now. Okay. Uh, you want to hear the three comps? Let's hear. Rashard Lewis, Taller Harrison Barnes, and Michael Porter Jr. are the three comps for Jabari Smith. Okay. Taller Harrison right. Barnes is nice. Yeah, but like again, like for a dynasty league, like for fantasy, like. Am I getting super pumped about that? No. No. Because no, it, not. Not, like, it just doesn't see... All these guys feel like uh, puzzle pieces. They don't feel like the guy. They all feel like, hey, you know, the like you're saying, the comps on here, right? It's like, if well, if Paulo Benchero can turn into Chris Webber, then he's an all-star. Um, and you asked this question. Uh, are any of these guys future all-stars? The answer is, uh, I don't know. Well, history suggests yes, right? Somebody Somebody's has to be. Got to I, be. I don't know that there's ever been a draft where there's never been an all-star, right? Like That's fair. And there's probably going to be multiple all-stars. But, like, I don't know. I don't feel great about, like, any of those top guys, like, yeah. instantly becoming a star. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you know, there's three or four, maybe even five guys with the upside to become an all-star if things break right. But I wouldn't be banking on that. For, for any player in this class and you know I don't normally say that right like I think we've talked about in the past every year right like I'm going like yeah this guy could be an all-star right like I could see that it's it's very possible he's got to get better but he could be there um in this class I'm like ah man these guys are like good but they're like Chet Holmgren is he an all-star like he could be a freaky unicorn kind of player like a Chris Epsworth-Zingas type okay person which was an all-star right so yeah I mean I guess I can see that one like Jabari Smith, I don't know. I just see him as like a really good player, but not not an all star. Yeah, um, and it's it's a lot of these guys are silly young. A lot of these guys um, are going to take a while to, I guess, grow into their own, right? Um, but um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I I, I really. I really don't have any like oh my god like go buy a ticket to see Memphis play or like go you know get, like you could at least kind of say like if you're a Detroit fan fuck yeah Cade Cunningham is going to be excellent and then he showed up and he was pretty good and he got better and he got better but if I'm like, a, like even an Orlando Magic fan with the number one pick it's like alright I mean you're, you're gonna tell yourself this guy's gonna be the fucking guy of the future he's absolutely gonna be uh, an all-star but it's like i don't know i'm like i'm looking at his stats something you do all the time i look at his stats it's kind of like all right like 18 points in college eight rebounds three assists a steal block yeah and that's it right and that's why like i i'm not like super pumped and that's why i said to you like if this is a everybody's in the if this is a startup dynasty and this class is folded in there like don't be picking 
even in the first like three, four, maybe even five rounds, like I would not be picking any of these guys. No. Give no, me hmm. Like, okay, I, I mentioned I picked Chet Holmgren, right? Yes. Give me Brandon Ingram over Chet Holmgren. Give me yeah. Don Collins. Okay. Yeah. Right? Over Absolutely. Chet Holmgren. Like, give me Jalen Brown, like someone who's like established his, they're good. His ceiling you know might I mean? like, never get past top forty. It might get up to top forty. Yeah. It might be better than top forty. But it's, I would highly doubt this guy, Chet Hogan, breaks the top 40 in his career. Unless he turns into, like, an absolute fucking block, block shot beast. And then you're kind of living yeah, off that block like, shot stat. That's what I mean. And, like, uh, that's why, like, a guy like Walker Kessler is, like, interesting for fantasy, right? Because, I mean, look at his block numbers from Virginia. And so, like, you go, like, hey, man, if this guy can even come in and, like, figure out a way to block two shots a game off the bench... You're going like in fantasy, that could be a useful piece, right? Yeah, he'd blocked 4.6 shots a game this year for Auburn. That's a lot. I said Virginia, I don't know why. It's been a long day already for me. Yeah, um, no worries. I know this is a big day for you, Tyler. Uh, then let's get to the final uh piece of the Tyler episode the NBA draft. Tyler, I know there are some guys. Who are hanging around near the end of the draft? Um, is there anyone in the bottom half of this draft that you got your eye on? Because I know you do. Is there anyone you're like, oh, ooh, that guy? Ooh, if that guy gets the opportunity, it's that guy. Like that guy's going to be in a three years, four years. Kind of that second round, you know, maybe not second round, but, like, if you were in a strict rookie draft, you obviously pick, like, you know, your big three, four, five guys, but then who's who's that, like, eighth pick, ninth pick that everybody's like, why the fuck are you picking these dudes? It's like, because these guys are going to be great. Um, yeah, so that's a good question, right? So, like, I guess you're just asking me what guys I like. Um, I mentioned AJ Griffin, who was the 16th pick. I feel like he's really good. Okay. Uh, Dinko Ravia from Wake Forest. I feel like that dude is... Just a, a really big guy that can shoot threes. Okay. And so those guys are always interesting to me. Like, that guy's going to grab a lot of rebounds, shoot some threes, can block a shot maybe in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, just a really interesting skill set, especially for fantasy. Yeah, dumb-looking um, guy. So I like him. <laughs> no comment on that. Yeah. Um, we love you, Blake Jake. If you're listening, come on the show. Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. I like him. Okay. I feel like he's just kind of a versatile wing type, going to play a lot of minutes. Um, the Warriors picked Patrick Baldwin. And I'm not sure that maybe they traded this pick. Um, if they did, uh, you know, excuse me for saying this, but that dude had a ton of upside. Was gonna was projected to be like a top five, top ten pick mm-hmm. coming into this year. Had a bad year. Played for Milwaukee, right? His okay. dad coaches there. Yeah. Um, that was the perfect place for him to fall because that dude has a ton of upside, and the Warriors are very, very good at. Just developing talent. Look what so they do watch Poole. out! Watch out for that dude because that dude might be good in a couple years. Okay. Um, I thought Washington's another guy I like too. Memphis just picked him. Memphis, <laughs> Memphis makes a lot of really good picks. Uh, I think he's actually going to Minnesota because they made a trade there where they traded twenty two and twenty nine to get up to take Laravia. Mm-hmm. So he's going to Minnesota. 
Uh, he's another guy that I like. And there's a couple guys like still on the board here that are probably not even going to get picked in the first round that I like. Uh, Jaden Harvey, who was in the G League. I feel okay. like he's got some interesting like point guardish skills and just he's a bucket getter, man. He can he can score. And I feel like that's going to translate well. Um, Trevor Keels from Duke was another guy I was interested in, too. Looks like he's going to be a second-round pick. Um, these are all guys that I just feel like if I'm in a dynasty, like, rookie-only draft, you know, those are guys I'm looking at, like, you know, second, third, fourth round of this rookie draft where, like, I'm feeling like this guy's just got a lot of upside. There you have it, everybody. Um, pay attention to what Tyler says because Tyler – um, more often than not, is right about these these fringe guys. These uh... Tyler's into the fringe dudes. Is what it... he likes. These guys who are off the beaten path, who are who are listening to the bands that they, they don't play on the radio. That's well, you know, into. you know me. I just, I just, you know, I got a, I got a hankering for somebody that's underappreciated. Yeah, and you know talent when you see it. Uh, and I trust your opinion, Tyler, over everybody else's. If you don't follow Tyler, Tyler on Twitter, it's been a long day for me. I can barely get words out. Um, I don't know why you're not following Tyler on Twitter. That's a little hard. It's hard to say, Tyler on Twitter. Uh, Tyler. At Tyler P. Watts. What are you doing? You can see it on the screen. Follow Tyler P. Watts on Twitter um, today, like right now. Like Do it. Hit add. If you're listening to this, get your phone out and add Tyler P. Watts to your Twitter followers. Tyler, what, what do we got? What do we got this summer? There's a lot. There's a free agency soon. Uh, any minute now. Until the 30th, 6 p.m. Yeah. Tune in. Any minute now, free agency is happening. That's gonna be exciting. So we're gonna have some free agency pods for you. Uh, what else is in store for the uh, the listeners this summer? Um, so- I think we should revisit this. Uh, draft conversation. Yes. Um, after we see some summer league action, I feel like there's always some stuff to glean from summer league, and we could talk about what you glean, why you glean it, why some players don't look good in summer league. If you want, um, maybe on that podcast. But I feel like there's always some talking points with there, and there's no player mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing more than Shaden Sharp. So he probably won't play in the summer league because that's usually what happens. The guy I'm most looking forward to see, he plays like one game or he just doesn't play at all in the summer league. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about going to Summer League this year. I almost bought a ticket. I decided not to. It's all sold out, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but one of these years, I think, I would love to go. We should, we should all go to Summer League. We should go to Summer League and do a just a live broadcast from Summer League every day. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I think it would be great. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have uh, – I think that's a good idea. Revisit this. I think Summer League is a good test I think it what it does is put more names on my. It doesn't move anyone uh, that I've already been paying attention to, but Summer League usually gives me some more names to pay attention to. Sure. Which always helps, especially me because I, I I really only know about three of these guys, so um, <laughs> it really helps me Summer League uh, quite a bit. I don't mind. See, that's the thing. I don't mind watching hours and hours of Summer League, but. Uh, an ACC matchup? Fuck. Oh, fuck. Give me a break. Uh, it's just... College basketball is just a whole different beast. It's just a whole... It really is. It's a whole different animal. Yeah, it's true. It's not for me. It used to be for me growing up uh, near near the, U- the University of Illinois. Fighting Illini. Go Illini. Uh, but um, it's not for me anymore. 
That's fair. You can find me on Twitter as well at Watch the Boxes. Um, obviously, the off season is going to be sporadic, but we are here on Twitter listening. And uh, if you have any content you want to hear, just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, support the show. Uh, however the hell you do it, I don't know how you, you support the show anymore. Um, and just buy good vibes. Support the show with good vibes. And um, go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, where you can watch a recording of this show. Or if you are already there watching it right now, you are watching it right now. So this is both a podcast and a live Twitch show. Because uh, we are versatile like that. Um, I, I, I want to do some more Twitch stuff too. I always say that. I say that. I've been saying that all year, so all last season. We did some Twitch stuff. I thought it was all right. Um, but we got to figure something out, Tyler. Uh, but I hope everybody enjoys their summer. I hope everybody stays safe. Uh, Tyler, any anything to plug or any last words? Uh, no, man. Buckle up because I think it's gonna get wild as free agency gets here. I think we are gonna see some craziness. I don't disagree. I think it's going to be absolutely wild out. Enjoy. We will. And we will be here uh, for you during the free agency. So tune in next time. We'll see you. We love you. Have a great summer.